Hello, Ambush, and welcome to this episode of the Desert Tiger Podcast. Here with me, your host, Colton G, and today on the show, we're joined by Canadian pop artist, Therese, as we dive behind Therese's latest single, Cake, as well as the road that has led to this incredible listen of a jam because Therese has spent about 10 plus years crafting her abilities of building her talents as a songwriter, as a musician, while also learning the inner workings of the music industry, of the music business. So what were those 10 years like? And then after that, what was it like to finally release a piece of herself out into the world after finally finding her sound? And of course, in 2020, Therese also stepped into the world of production. So what inspired this decision and what has it been like to step into this other side of a music creation? And Therese also happens to be co-producing her debut EP, which is dropping later this year. So we're going to get a few details about that too. All of this and oh so much more in today's interview with Therese. And it's all brought to you by DesertTigerMerch.com, where you go to copy yourself something represent the DTP everywhere that you go. And now that you know who the show's brought to you by, now that you know who our guest is, it's about time that we talked a little cake here with Therese. So let's go. The Desert Tiger Podcast. Hello. Hello, Therese. How's it going? Good, good. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing fantastic. Another lovely day here. I mean, it's a little bit warmer than I would like, but I mean, it's much better than the opposite, I'd say. So, yeah. Are you in Toronto? Um, I'm actually in BC. Oh, okay. I'm in Calgary and it is like smoking hot here today. Yeah. It's like a solid 37 degrees outside right now here where I am. So, Sheesh, that's hot. Just a little bit, just a little toasty, but it's we, we like to stay cool. That's why we're inside, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you're Alberta based, hey? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Born and raised in Calgary. Um, kind of been floating around for a while, uh, but been here since the start of the pandemic. Okay. Okay. So returned home to uh, sort of set base for the last little year and a bit then. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of like a bit of a divine timing thing because um, I was supposed to come here and play a show and things shut down pretty much as soon as I landed. And so everyone thought like, oh, it's just two weeks. It'll be fine. So I was like, I'll just hang out with my family. And yeah, it just made sense to stay. No, I'll just hang out with my family and keep hanging out with my family and keep and hanging out with my family. You need to hang out with my family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it sounds like you've stayed productive during that time regardless, though. So it's uh, always good to have that. Absolutely. All right. All right. Are you ready to dive into some of this musical journey here today? 
Yeah, let's do it. Okay. All right. So before we get too far into the now, I want to lay a little bit of a foundation for our listener here. So from what I can see, um, you spent quite a bit of time uh, sort of immersing yourself, let's say, inside of the music industry, about 10 years plus of just getting inside of the industry, going to different places, building your craft. So how important would you say that that time was to building up who you were before you actually got to releasing your own music? I think it's um, incredibly important, not just as an artist, but I think as a human too, as you go through experiences and you kind of find this authentic version of yourself. And obviously we're all still growing and learning, but um, I think it was huge for kind of the personal growth because before I was like a blonde girl singing country music. um, And now I have pink hair and I'm clearly not singing country music anymore. And I think that was all part of kind of finding yourself, which is a, a massive part of finding yourself as an artist. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, for sure. And so you mentioned that, that you also went through a few different sounds. So how did you come to this sort of Therese sound that you have now, this melding of like a lot of pop, but you've got elements of like punk rock and other things inside of this music as well? Yeah, um, to be honest, I so I was writing country and I was starting to get really frustrated with songwriting because I just found it really boring. And it was like, this thing I love is, why is it so boring right now? Um, and I realized it was because I was writing something that just wasn't authentic to me. And so I took a step back and I was like, let's just write music and not really put a genre on it and just write whatever feels authentic. Um, and that's when I started to write what is now my sound, which at the time I didn't really know what I was doing. Um, but really just... Again, I think with the authenticity portion, it's just writing what felt true to me and what felt honest um, and not really worrying about where it fits within a genre was really, really big for me. Um, And I think, too, like, I mean, I love like a good dark sense of humor and and stuff like that. And I started to kind of find ways to put that into my songs and into my music. And it's fun now because a lot of the songwriters I work with, like I'll, I'm pretty open. Like I'll say anything if it feels authentic and and truthful and it's not harmful to somebody else. But, um, so now the songwriters I work with, they have their ideas list and they have their Therese ideas list where it's like, no one else is going to say this. So I love that. Um, and it's just, I just find fun with it. I think is the most important thing. Okay, so you definitely found a comfort within yourself and your music. So what was it like after all of that time, that 10 years of building to that moment of finding that sound, finding yourself? What was it like to finally get to the point of releasing your own music out into the world? Yeah, um, you know, you think it's going to be like this huge like relief where you release a single and you're like, ah, thank God I did it. Like, okay, I'm done. And really when you release music, that's like the start of the work because you do so much behind the scenes to just get that song ready to put out into the world um, that it feels kind of like the finish line once the song is out. But really that's so much (laughs) like of the work just beginning. Um, So I, I think it took me a long time 
probably about four or five releases um, before I just kind of took a, a step back and was like, oh, I'm doing the thing. Okay, <laughs> that's really cool. <laughs> Wow. So you had just sort of just jumped in feet first and it took a little while before you actually stopped to smell the roses there. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Awesome. Well, I mean, like you said, it was an exciting time. Once you get there, you get out and there's a lot going on between trying to market everything, making sure that the social media is on points and everything, which were a lot of those things that you were learning over the last 10 years. Do you have a little bit more of a team now to help you with these things so you can focus more on the music or how does everything work now? Yeah, so um, I brought on my first team in October of 2020. So up till then I did pretty much everything by myself other than like hiring people here and there to help with things that I I didn't really know how to do or that they could do better. but yeah, so up until October, I did, I learned a lot <laughs> doing everything myself, but it is really nice to have people around who can kind of just take care of the, the very like minutia administrative type things, um, or anything that is distracting from just me creating music. Cause that's really what, you know, musicians are all about and now in this modern day, like we're expected to be like social media mavens and you know, like have a full branding strategy and we're here and there and all over the place. Um, So it's much more like musicians are becoming entrepreneurs and just like entrepreneurs need to have a team around them, Um, like someone to manage their team or manage their schedule or finances. So do musicians. So that's been a really nice way to alleviate some of that stress and allow me to enjoy these releases a little bit more and stop and smell the roses. Mm-hmm. Well, that's very, very important because, like you say, it's uh, there's a lot of these various factors, and just because you write a song doesn't know that maybe necessarily someone has like an idea of like fashion or how to like brand yourself for a photo shoot or how to brand a music video or like how to fit an idea to it and write around that. And there's so many various aspects of all of these different things. Yeah, and then. Aside from the creative portion of that, then how to get funding if you need to pay for that and then how to keep a great record of what you spent money on (laughs) and like the whole very like financial business side of that too. So, um, yeah, I think musicians are, um, kind of not seen in that light all the time of just having to wear so many different hats. Um, and so I just, I have a ton of love for every musician that's just doing their thing. Mm-hmm, absolutely. It's uh, especially like when it comes to grant, they're going to try and track down. They want to know every dime that was spent to that grant money. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So, of course, as you've brought on more people to help with the various other aspects of things in this last year as well, you've also stepped into the world of production, becoming one of the uh, few women inside of the production side of the world, helping to add a little bit more representation to that side of things. So what was the decision to add production to your uh, abilities, to your uh, repertoire as well? And what has it been like to sort of dive into that world? Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's something that I was always drawn to, but I never really even gave myself the opportunity to want it because I was like, I'll never have the time 
to truly sit down and, and learn how to produce. It's obviously a massive learning curve. And then COVID hit and I was like, oh, well, there's the time. Okay. Um, <laughs> and so I signed up, well, I applied to this program. Um, it's called the SOCAN Equity X program in partnership with RBC. And it's a free program. So for anyone who's listening, it's um, who wants to apply. Uh, it's just application-based. So if you get in, then you're in, you're, you don't pay anything. They'll, um, at least they gifted us um, the beginner level of Ableton. I can't remember what it's called, Ableton Live. Um, and it's geared towards closing that gender disparity within music production. So it's for women and non-binary people or for anyone who identifies as a woman um, to really give you all the skills necessary to be able to produce music. And so I got into this program and I already kind of have this interest. And then as soon as the program started, I was like, this is it. Oh my gosh. I was so like involved with the program and I'm such a huge advocate of it. I think it's an incredible program. Um, and from there I had the like skills to use Ableton, but not really the, um, Cause it's really just the, uh, the technical skills, not necessarily as much like on the creative side. Um, and so I'm finishing up my second mentorship now with a producer, um, learning about like their process, how to do things quickly, how to keep organized, kind of all that, that other stuff that can sometimes fall by the wayside. And so now I'm co-producing, um, my whole EP, which is really cool. Um, cause that was in fall of 2020 as well, um, that I started. And so it's been an incredible journey to get here. And my latest single cake was a really cool experience because we got a producer from, um, a label in the U S named internet money, which is also like a producer collective to, um, work on the track. And I ended up, um, co-producing that track as well, which was really cool to uh, co-produce with such a prominent and skilled producer. Um, yeah. And it just feels like it's kind of like <laughs> just working and it's just like flowing. So I'm just running with it. Okay. So you mentioned uh, your latest single there, Cake, which dropped on June 18th. So you took us a little bit behind the fact that you co-produced this track. Take us behind a little bit of the, uh, lyrical aspects all of the other fun things that went into cake yeah so i wrote it over um like a virtual session just like this over zoom uh with two people in nashville one of them is one of my like really close girlfriends um and it was slightly stemmed from personal experiences for multiple people in the room and you know going into these sessions with okay I'm gonna release an EP um I need songs for that EP obviously um but also giving yourself freedom of like not every song is going to be the best song you've written just write like the best you can do today and if it's for me as an artist that's great and if it's a better fit for a different artist that's cool too and just kind of taking off that pressure um and just enjoying yourself and so that's really what we did with cake um, and we didn't even really have like the, the hook line, which is you can't have her cake and eat mine until we wrote up until the end of the chorus. And we were like, what is this song even about? Cause that final line is kind of like the summary, right. Of most songs. It's like, 
it's typically what the title is too. Um, and it's like, in summary, you cannot have her cake and eat mine. There you go. Summarized. Um, and I think we were just joking around and I threw that out there and we're like, oh, that's actually really funny and so true. And yeah, it very much felt like a, a bit of an ode to modern day dating of just of being on the other, like the short end of the stick with that. Mm-hmm, definitely. It's uh, a lot of us have experienced the uh, internet dating age as thing is hookup culture and the swiping and all of those uh, fun things. But it also leads to a lot of uh, ghosting, a lot of wondering um, what's going on. And like you say, sometimes a lot of sneaking around and people who think that maybe they can play, play a few different games. But God dang it, there's a whole meal at home. Deal with that. Yeah, I think it's a constantly a search for, is there something better out there? Um, which humans are humans, like perfection doesn't exist. So you might as well build where you feel passion to build. And, you know, there's always green or grass until you realize it's fake. Very, very true. <laughs> <laughs> I love that analogy. All right. So I would love to dive into one other of the tracks that you've recently released here. Um, I want to dive into This City, another very fun track, but a very uh, different energy there where Cake may be um, telling someone that this is uh, I'm I'm important. I need to be respected and you can't have me and somebody else. Whereas this other one is This City, maybe a little bit more of a you were with somebody, but now you're missing them. Yeah. Yeah. So I wrote that song when I was living in Toronto. Um, I'd moved there by myself and I realized I didn't really know a lot of people um, once I got there. And it was kind of lonely. Like it's really lonely, whether you're in music or going away for school, it's lonely moving and living somewhere where you might not know a lot of people or just where there's a lot of newness around. Um, and so I wrote this idea on my phone, the city makes me think of you. Cause I think when people are missing somebody, they typically go to the last place where they felt like needed or loved. And for a lot of people, that's like a, a previous relationship. Um, and after hustling, I was writing, uh, I was doing writing sessions like two to three times per day. And after doing that for like a month and a bit, I got asked to be a part of um, what's called a song camp. And that's pretty much like a very literal version of musical chairs where they just bring in all these creatives and you all break off into rooms and write a song. And then you all mix up the rooms and write a song <laughs> and you just keep going until you run out of time. And um, at that song camp, I, I pitched that idea. The city makes me think of you. And I wrote it uh, with these two other incredible Canadian writers. And we had so much fun in that session. We were jumping up on couches. I still have the videos in my phone. Um, Stephen Leckie, who uh, is one of the writers and ended up also co-producing the track with me. Um, he was spinning in like a swivel chair and we were just having so much fun. And it felt like such a turning point. Uh, both musically being in Toronto and also on, on a personal level of like, oh, like I feel this loneliness, but other people do too. And this is what music's all about is creating something that's relatable and that helps people feel seen um, and really kind of exploiting your own experiences um, to just show people a little bit of love. 
Mm -hmm. Well, all at the exact same time, meeting new people in a new city. Yeah. Ah, and it sounds like an incredible experience, and it led to an incredible song. So thank you for taking us behind that there. So you mentioned earlier that you've been co-producing your own EP that you started back in 2020 in October. So without giving away too many of the secrets, what can you tell us about this upcoming collection? It's going to be so fun. <laughs> I'm like trying to like mold my answer to not give away too much. Um, but there's talk of mental health, of social media, a little bit of revenge. Um, I feel like it, it really encompasses a lot of the um, prominent emotions I felt over like the past two years and working through um, just this new social media age and Obviously, mental health has been a huge concern with so much isolation um, within the past year and a half that um, I've obviously not <laughs> come out of unscathed. And I really just wanted to write something that felt very authentic and like a full body of work. I really like that there, I think there's maybe three three or four songs that aren't about relationships at all. And I love songs that are just like, they're very challenging to write because obviously like love is just really pulls on everybody's heartstrings. But um, I'm really, really happy that I snuck some songs on there that um, are just there to make people feel independent, work through your own feelings by yourself um, and not really like center everything around a relationship. Mm -hmm. Very true. It's uh, relationships are very relatable. So it makes it something that's easy to write about. But at the exact same time, you never know what somebody's going to take from a song. So you can write about a different topic, but somebody might interpret it a completely different way. And then they heal in their own way from that moment. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Awesome, Therese. I have had a blast chatting so far. I have one last question. Are you ready for it? I'm ready. Let's do it. All right. We have talked about your growth as a musician, releasing music over the last two years, learning to produce and otherwise. And now what I would like to know is over these last two years, how has this time helped you grow as a person or what has it taught you about yourself? That's such a great question. And I think it's like such a loaded question. So I hope you have a full hour to go into this. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but um, I think that this, these past few years have taught me so much about independence, of being able to do things myself and rely on myself and really trust in myself. And also the complete opposite of that, of trusting in others and um, not isolating myself and thinking that I'm the only person that can handle things or like I need to, I need to have my hands all over it or else it's not going to be done properly. It's like this just surrendering this control. And I think too, with the pandemic like that, I think everyone's felt that is like just surrendering to be like, I can't control this situation. Like there's, there's nothing I can do to benefit the situation other than stay home, wear my mask, you know, sanitize. And that's really, um, I think causes a lot of anxiety is to when you have to surrender and, and you can't fully control 
a situation. So that's been, that's been really massive for me. I think to, um, just really becoming secure with myself has been massive. Um, as I've kind of grown on social media, there's always with love, there's always, Hey, it's the yin and the yang. Um, and some of the messages and things I receive are not always the nicest and you have to become really secure with yourself of being like, okay, that's their opinion, but that doesn't mean that it's going to shape my identity or how I feel about myself. Um, and just really finding ways to kind of work through, um, yeah, just receiving a lot of, of backlash. And now I feel like I'm in a really good place with it. Um, but there's definitely times where just that little comment, like just gets in and it's cause we're human. Like you can't build up a wall and then expect to, to be able to feel the full spectrum of emotions. So, um, that has been, uh, something I'm, I'm actually really proud of is just how secure I, I feel with myself right now. Wow. Awesome. I love those lessons and thank you so much for sharing them with us because very, very important to be comfortable in this social media age where sometimes that one comment can completely tear you down and you sit there and you think, what did I do wrong? What could I do better? When at that exact same time, it's somebody's opinion. And just because it's an opinion doesn't mean it's true. Yeah, I also um, help mentor young women in the, in the music industry, just hoping I can help them steer clear of some of the mistakes I've made. And um, even I think just yesterday or the day before, one of the, the girls that I, a woman, why am I calling her a girl? One of the incredibly talented women that I work with, her name's Haley Benedict. Um, She's so incredible. And she, uh, in Edmonton, sang with Keith Urban, an original song um, a few years back. And she had posted that someone had made a, an incredibly mean, 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 mean comment on that video of her. And so I sent her a message and said, I would love to see the video of them performing an original song with Keith Urban. Like, please, please ask them to forward it to me. I would just, I would love to hear how that went for them. Mm -hmm, exactly. I mean, people who haven't walked where you've walked, or they might not even be in the music industry and they're trying to give you feedback on your presence in the, in the industry. It's like, well, I have my people I trust. I have my people who call me out when I need to be called out. Um, I don't surround myself with yes people and not at all. Um, so I trust in my inner circle and I trust in my ability to form that inner circle to be a safe place for me, but also call me out when I need it. Very, very important as well, because you got to be held accountable for sure. Thank you for sharing your journey and these lessons with us here, Therese, on the Desert Tiger podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Oh, Ambush, I hope that you enjoyed this conversation with Therese as we dove behind her journey and this latest single, Cake, which you can find as well as the rest of Therese's catalog on your favorite music streaming service when you're there. Hit follow because Therese's debut EP is coming your way later this year and you do not want to miss out on 
that and with that it's now time to give Therese a final roaring DTB thank you for joining us here on today's episode of the show I need to thank Carrie at Bad Parade for going ahead and setting this conversation up I need to thank German at your podcast editor.com for making it sound so good and I need to thank you the ambush for tuning on into this episode of you if you had to join up with the am what are you doing because it's so easy it's as easy as hitting the subscribe button on your favorite podcast listening app or service you can also help the dtp grow by sharing this episode giving us a five-star review over on itunes and apple podcasts and by heading on over to deserttigermerch.com where you can copy yourself something to represent the show and now with that it's about time that we say our bye-byes but not before i tell you to go out and find your roar and then let it on out into the world and let them know just how powerful how wondrous and how beautiful you and your roar are because you are all three of these things And oh, so much more. And until next time, bye-bye, Am. The Desert Tiger Podcast.